Goblins and ghoulies, tricks and treats, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Today's episode takes a haunting turn as we dive into the rich history of Halloween festivities at Disney Parks. Additionally, we have a chilling trip report to share Oogie Boogie Bash and Gay Days. Gay Days, yes, I've been waiting to hear about that. Talked about it for years, and you finally went, so I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I finally made it. <laughs> it's been so many years I've been wanting to go, and the timing just never lines up. So yes, I combined a trip, so I like like to do this when there's special events coming up. I used to you know, try to get them close to each other, so I can just go down once and get a bunch done. And this trip was both Oogie Boogie Bash and Gay Days. But before we get started on that trip report, I wanted to say that this week's episode is sponsored by Risky Quizness, a locally owned Bay Area trivia company focusing on different pop culture theme every week. Uh, they even have, you know, events just made for Disney holics like us, and they cover all aspects of Disney fandom. So coming up October 3rd, which is next Tuesday, they're hosting a Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along trivia night. I mean, come on, right? What else do you need? Uh, this uh, will give you an opportunity to be tested on your knowledge of Jack Skellington and the rest of Halloween Town while singing along, uh, hello, with all your favorite songs from the Tim Burton's classic. Uh, so if you want to find out more information on any of their upcoming events, they are located here in the Bay Area, and you can check out their website and reserve your tickets at riskyquizness.com or follow them on Instagram at riskyquizness.sj. All right, let's get back to my trip report. So I'll start off with gay days. And like I said, first time, and I have to say, Disneyland on Saturday was red shirts galore, which is so cool. So if you guys cool. aren't familiar, um, gay days, the color of your shirt you're supposed to wear are red, and that shows that you are in support of gay days and you're like part of the group or whatever, you know, way to identify each other. Um, and it was just like a sea of red people everywhere, which is just so cool to see. So lots and lots of people came out for sure. And the park was crowded. Oh, my wow. God. I haven't seen it that busy in a while. So, wow. Yeah. And it's a time, too, where like the gay, the gay Disney-holics probably bring all of their, you know, their friends, their family, straight or gay, like, come hang out. This is a great time to come to Disneyland, wear the red shirt and all that. So yeah, it's right, probably right. super crowded. I can imagine. <laughs> it was very crowded, like Christmas crowded kind of deal. It was pretty intense. Um, so yeah, so lots of red shirts floating around the park. Uh, they also had a few events. I, I kind of like looked back at the schedule again before I went and I was like, oh, I thought there was like more to do um, in the parks, but there's not too much. But you think about it once you're there, you're like, there's no way they could do too many things with this many people involved, right? Yeah. So you have and to it's not official kind of either. Think about that too. Yes. Yeah. Unofficial. So it goes all day long, the whole weekend. All of Saturday was in Disneyland. All of Sunday moves to DCA. 
Um, and then they have events going on the entire time as well at the Grand Californian Hotel. They've done it at the Disneyland Hotel in the past too. So wherever I guess it moves around to for availability. But um, and then there's of course there's a ton of other events offsite that you can do during gay days as well. As well, but in the park, I was just like, man, there's not that much to do. But the first thing I I did was I was like, I'm going to go to the Big Red Boat, which is one of the events. And this is basically everyone in their red shirts goes and rides the Mark Twain. But Mark Twain is down for refurbishment. Really? That's okay. Because we rode the Columbia. Oh, that's why. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. The Mark Twain looks really cool, though, because it's three levels. You could fit more people on it. And it's white, so yeah. white with like red, like three rows of red, because there's just a ton of people. Um, and it was funny because you know this is my first time, so I go over. It says 11 a.m. for the big red boat. I was by myself at this point, so I go over there, and there's no one there. And I'm like, oh, did I like, like, how are we? Am I doing this wrong? Like, what's going on? And I was like distracted. The Disneyland band was pay- playing in front of the Golden Horseshoe, and I was watching them. And I kept peeking back over. I'm like, there's like literally nobody there. Turns out there is so many people that they built an entire separate line uh-huh. around the side of, of where you normally go. And I just didn't even see them because it's kind of blocked from where I was standing. And I'm like, oh, my God. So the line was insanely long. Picture it from the Mark Twain all the way to almost like uh, like right where Tiana's palace is, but against the waterfront. Oh, wow. So like just yeah. this line of people. And they did three full red boats. Um, three of people. So oh that, wow! It couldn't yeah, even three. fit on one. And I think the capacity was like two hundred or something. So it's like six hundred people of wearing red shirts and going on this boat. So I got at the tail end of the last one. Um, so definitely went on that. Um, and it's special because it be a little more. It's the one time it was on the Columbia, so that's a good time to be on it. Right? Yeah, it's a unique one. Right? It's gonna make history at one point. <laughs> I did get some good footage of them coming around on the boat, too. It was, it was pretty cool. Cute. Um, but, yeah, they, like, basically reserve it for the group, which is nice. Disney is definitely involved, even though it's an unofficial event. They kind of have to, right? It's, like, crowd control at that point. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they're working with the uh, people that plan these events and make sure that things work out well, like having those lines. They even had, like, switchbacks drawn on the ground with the tape. Wow. Like, they were ready to go for this event. Yeah. Um, then the next event I did was at the Tiki Room. And this one I was really excited about because they said that they're going to have choreography during the Tiki Room. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? So it was adorable. The Tiki Room was packed. Again, many rotations through to get everybody through it. Like, it wasn't just one show of us. It was, like, many shows in a row. Um, a long line. I guess I, I met the organizer, and he said that Last year, it was, like, all the way down Main Street from the Tiki Room. Like, just the red shirt line was just, like, a million miles Yeah, I can. if you can only Um, fit three Columbias, how many Tiki Rooms do you have to go to get everybody through? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, while we were in the little area that you wait in at the Tiki Room before your show starts, it's got to be a name for that, but I can't remember what it is. Um... They were kind of giving us a little lesson ahead of time for the choreography. It was really simple, but it was adorable. It was like you kind of do a little hula to the left, hula to the right, and then 
like all oh, the birds sing words and you put your hands up to your mouth like you're yelling and the flowers croon and they go like this or is it groon croon flowers croon i don't remember what it is anymore yeah you go like this because your little flower hands um so yeah just little simple dances to do with that and then they taught us in line so that when we got in there we are all singing along that was the best oh, part oh you learned the moves the entire room in advance got it okay now that makes yeah they were teaching yeah. us outside and then we go in it and we're doing the dances all together along with singing along with it as well so definitely a group participation award to everybody who showed up for that and then what i found out later is the tiki room broke down during one of the like can it even break day days <laughs> that's what i said i was like i literally didn't even know the tiki room could break down unless like there was a power outage or yeah. something right or but fire the there was down. a fire I at one point <laughs> that's crazy i still don't know what the heck how like what that even means um yeah i guess a fire or power outage is like the only two things <laughs> that could ruin the tiki room it was so funny. And then there's all these jokes going around in the crowd about like, oh, we did such a good job that the birds were embarrassed and they shut it down. Like they're like clever, clever. Know, yeah. So we had a little standing ovation for ourselves at that point. But um, but I got on the first showing, so I was excited. I got to experience that. It was a lot of fun and just super super cute. Then later that afternoon, there was also a time for everyone to watch Magic Happens together, which was a lot of fun, a lot of uh, singing and dancing together. But then the, the best part was just like the characters were so into it because there was like hundreds of us crowded around and just like cheering the hell out of all of the characters in the <laughs> parade. And they were like eating it up. They're like doing hella extra stuff and like big moves and oh, coming over to so everybody. Oh, that's so fun. It was cute. It was super, super cute. Uh, yeah, so that's what the park felt like. Um, Sunday is definitely a more, like, chill day. They have the... I did not do this, though. They have the Grizzly River Run. Um, oh, the bears. Everyone's supposed to show up and go together. <laughs> yeah. It's not just for bears. I thought oh. it was at first, but it's not. <laughs> um but yeah, they have the river run where everyone's just supposed to go, similar to these other things I was just mentioning, where we all go in line together and go on the ride. Um, I skipped it. It was very hot. I probably shouldn't have skipped it, but oh. <laughs> I showed up to the park a little late that day. I was very tired. <laughs> so I missed that. It was at 11 a.m. also. It was a little, little early to be getting that wet. I think like a 4 p.m. would have been awesome for yeah. that. Like super hot. Hottest time of the day. Let's go on the water ride, but who am I to say? <laughs> it's probably because everybody else is doing the same thing, so you can't really swing it that late. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. There was also, like you had mentioned, um, there's different, I don't know, like sub-genres of the gay community, right? Like, yeah, how do you sure. say that? Like, bears and whatever. So they had, like, ladies who lunch, and it was, like, a lesbian lunch set Oh, for that's nice for a little networking that, right? and, and then they have meeting the, people. Yeah, they had the bear lunch at... Hungry Bear. Okay, I knew there was, was something like such a good theme for bears. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> and then they had they even had um, ones for families that have someone in the gay community in their family. Yeah. Or um, with families, well as... like with kids, like Rosie and yeah. and Neil Patrick, that kind of group. They totally. That's totally, cool. Yep. That's cool. Very cool. And they had one for teens to do a meet and greet, which I thought that was really nice too. That they like oh, set a specific space 
a safe space up for younger people to get together. So I just thought that was really, really cool. They, they did a great job. They kind of moved all over the park to have these events. It wasn't just in a specific area um, all the time. So that was that was cool to like, see it kind of like mish, mishmash yeah. all over the park. So it seemed yeah. like there was so much going on. So it sounds like you you went to the main event. So if I think about this as like uh, like a, a city's pride. You know, you have the parade and the festival, and that's the big thing. But then there's all these other events going on outside of the official event. Right. And yeah. I was trying to follow. There were so many things. And I'd be like, oh, did you go to this? Did you go to this? But you're busy at the park. And there were so many things also happening, like, in the city, like drag shows and parties. Yes. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. There's they, a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Yeah. And... I vouched out of doing those things this time because I had spoken with a friend of mine who goes a lot to gay days and he said, like, you can do whatever you want, but like, there's already plenty to keep you busy in the park. So maybe yeah. just focus on that for your first time. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I was by myself. So I didn't really like have a way to get around or someone to go to these events with. So I was like, yeah. maybe I should just stick to Disneyland. Right. So I ended up doing that. And seeing a ton of friends, like, hi to everybody that I saw over the last weekend. Thank you so much for all hanging out with me. It was tons of fun. Um, So I got to, like, you know, see my friends and do gay days all at the same time. So it worked out, and I'm happy with how that worked out. Um, One thing is uh, that the reservation system is very weird right now. You are, like, Uh blocked out for the whole rest of September already. Like, there's no reservations available but then Disneyland just, like, re-released more. So I don't know what's going on. But they've been blocked out for a while. So a lot of my friends couldn't make it this oh. weekend to go to the park because of reservations. Um, and this is by no means a, a separately ticketed event. This is just anybody who shows up at Disneyland. But then people still couldn't go because they couldn't even get a reservation. So it was, like, a little wow. weird because it there must have like been a ticketed um, event at that point. You know? There must have been a lot of... Uh, one day ticket pa- ticket holders who had to make reservations that don't go often. Yeah. And yep. I, does that eat up into our reservations? I don't know. They're so mysterious about it. Must have some way, somehow. What do you mean by, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I have no idea how that works. It must. And that could be like maybe ours got super busy, like the magic key holder ones got really high and so they limited that because now they have to make sure everyone else has space yes, to get in. All the people they who say they have those it. levers, right? They can pull and push them as much as they want. Because the we'll ticket I don't know. Ticket buyers who chose the date when they bought it should get priority. Right. Ac- according yes. to the system. Yeah. The I, system. I agree with that. I agree with that to a certain extent. I just because it would suck so bad to you know, <laughs> yeah. come all the way. It reminds me of like um when move actually movie theaters still do this right i just never subscribe to it like the thing where you can keep going all you want and you can also just pay and go one for one movie what is that called Pl- uh amc They're, are you talking about the old school one the um movie pass do you movie remember that pass. one that was like the oh first one that came out and you could just yeah. use it everywhere all the time oh yeah that one crazy. wasn't specific to a brand right <laughs> and then there's what's the one yeah. you have amc VIP gold or something. Uh, it's another out of the bag terminology. A list, a list, or something like that. I think. Okay, that's good. Oh, that's fine. That one goes with movies. I'll give it to them. AMC. <laughs> <laughs> Cinemark. I'm trying to remember what the Cinemark one was. I don't think it had anything cool, but 
but yeah, they're all very similar to that. Um, I think those ones might just be per seat though. So like if you get in, I don't know if they limit it. No idea. Right. But then I think that's the whole reason they created those programs is because after opening day weekend, you can almost always find a seat at any movie. Yeah. Right. So and like, you're totally right. And that's where Disneyland. This is interesting. That's where Disney parks is so different than any other theme park because I always also assume that similar to theaters, parks like Great America sell those passes to just make some extra money to fill up, especially those days where nobody comes. But Disney doesn't need yeah. that. So they're, they have been stuck right. in this strange situation where they've sold these unlimited passes in a way, which are the magic keys, <laughs> right. but there are no extra seats to fill. <laughs> fascinating i don't think i've ever thought of it that way huh right (laughs) um well it actually worked to my advantage this time because my friend fargo shout out to fargo she wanted to come and say hi and visit but she could not get in the park so she's like i don't mind coming and hang out to down in downtown disney if you want i was like Sure, like I don't mind that at all. So I went and met her in downtown Disney. We had dinner at Earl's, which, by the way, is so easy. And everyone I told about it because I was so surprised. Says <laughs> Earl of Sandwich. Like so if you guys, Earl of Sandwich is right by the entrance now, and it's we didn't have any. There was no way we could get a nice dinner. There's we also yeah. didn't have time, but, um, but it was like literally I walked in and out and had my food in maybe five minutes flat. Like it was insane. I thought nice. it was going to be like this long line and. Then I have to wait forever. They even gave me like a pager to get my food. So I was like, this is going to take forever. And then it went off like almost right away. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was so easy. So shout out to them for that because that was really an easy experience. But that's so turning to Porto's soon, right? Yes. Oh, which, how exciting. Yeah. I hope I, if they get mobile order. I'm going to eat there. That's all I'm going to eat when I go to Disneyland <laughs> anymore. It's just at Porto's. <laughs> I or at least bites. if they could you keep up me. with I want the bites of everything. If they could keep up with that good speed that Earl figured out. Too. Yeah, like, that's yeah, funny. seriously. Um, so yeah, so we went there, and then what I decided to do was look into the all the events they're doing at the hotel to mm. see if there's anything that looks fun that we could do because she can't get in the park, right? So it turns out there was this game. It was only ten bucks a person, and it was called the mismatched game. And I was like. I don't know what this is, but it sounds fun, and it's the format of the match game. If if you've oh yeah, ever that's huge that in RuPaul's Drag Race, game. huge. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, but they um, they they, so they yeah, call so it the idea... snatch game because you got to put a pun. So, <laughs> but the OG thing is match game, and like Betty White and all them used to do those back in the day. I think they could still yeah, watch them on you, like TV so... Land. Oh, TV land. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the format? Can you explain to our listeners the format? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll try. And so mine is warped by the RuPaul version, though. So, uh, <laughs> but basically... I think mine's warped because of the one I just saw, too. <laughs> see, yeah. The, the overall premise of a match game style game show is that you have two contestants, and sometimes they're celebrities or sometimes they're whatever. You have two, two contestants, and they have to try... To, they're going to say an answer out loud to a question that the host prompts them with. And then you have panelists. So like, let's say there's 10 drag queens and each one of them writes down an answer that they think the person is going to say to the question. And then they raise their card up. Right. And then you, if you get a match with the contestant, you get a point. However, match game had always, even in the Betty White 
days was designed to be funny. So the people who are on the panel sometimes don't even bother trying to match. They just want to say something funny to get the laugh <laughs> um, or yes. to like go along with in, in the uh, drag race version they show up as different characters. So for example, you might show up as Liza Minnelli. So it's fun because then you have to answer it as her while being funny and still trying to match the contestant. (laughs) So yeah, there's tons of ways you could play it, but essentially you're writing down answers on a card, showing what you said, seeing if it matched what the contestant answered with, right? Yes, exactly. Um, And what were you saying? It was something about the being funny part. Like wrong answers it's kind of get the better. It definitely ends up being like a comedy show. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's really, improv really too. funny. Very improv. And yes, very much so improv. Um, so we went to that event and it ended up being hilarious. Like my throat got messed oh, shoot, up from fun. laughing so loud. And like it was just like so much fun. And we are still now in the Grand Californian in a ballroom, right? So it still feels like you're at Disney. And yeah. This was not Disney proof, let me tell you. It was like X rated conversation going on, like very loud screaming F bombs and all the things, all the adult things. So, this was a very Disney holic moment of being a Disney adult. <laughs> Amazing. And it was, it, it was what I had hoped, but I had already thought in my head, I'm like, it's definitely going to be like watered down, right? Because we're at this like family weekend for gay days like it's not like it's supposed to be just for adults right they have they purposely have events for families and kids so yeah. I thought it was going to be watered down definitely wasn't it was so fun i was dying um so the contestants no contestants the panel and then yeah, the, the people who are hold the, up the cards right yes so yeah. yeah so those people like the famous people yeah right so we had I'm not completely sure who this first person was. It was a drag queen, and their name was Reba. But they kept saying they're from Latin America. Do you know anything about this? Or were they trying to be like Reba McIntyre if she was from Latin America? That's what I know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't tell if there was actually another Reba I just don't know about or not. But she was freaking hilarious. Like, it was insane. And then right next to her was another drag queen, Lucille Ball herself came to the show nice <laughs> with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth and a very very deep raspy smoker's voice <laughs> oh that's so good so it sounds like they did do this like the RuPaul one I am so sad that I missed a live oh. version of this with a Disney twist I I'm actually assuming. this made me want to do more of these off you know like events maybe just at the hotel maybe not go completely out of bounds but like do more of these like one-off things yeah that sounds fun um and the next person wasn't a drag queen but it was a celine dion impersonator Uh oh and she was killing me because she would sing all our responses (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good celine is so good if they get it right oh she's funny (laughs) she was crazy it was so funny she kept talking about her 89 year old husband or something right <laughs> didn't she marry someone really old at some point oh he died of cancer uh they were together Aww. forever like she was like 20 and he was he was much older he was her manager and producer yeah and, she was like using yeah. jokes about that renee renee i think his name's renee and then she would go uh oh my renee and then she'll do little moves like this when she's performing which are for him <laughs> so cute oh that's sad <laughs> it is they were so in love 
but fun to make fun of too if you're impersonating her easy wins right yeah Yeah, it was really (laughs) funny like we were it was it was good she's probably my favorite out of the panel and then there was also doc brown randomly oh, from, from back, back to the, to the future, future. <laughs> yeah. sitting next to him was our favorite jennifer coolidge Ooh, nice that's a fun one to impersonate that was hilarious and the mad hatter came because oh. he had to have a disney character yeah. in the panel right and then last but certainly wait not i have least, a qu- important question I have an important question yes. about um, Mad Hatter. Was it animated or Johnny Depp or neither? And very animated. The old original. school one. Okay, good. I don't like the Johnny yes. Depp one. Scary. Me either. I'm good off him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was very classic Disneyland Mad Hatter. Um, and then Heidi Klum, which I don't know anything about her. And evidently she's very German and she talks about being in Germany all the time. Is that what? her What? <laughs> Who are you? You don't know who she Heidi Klum like, is? Okay. This is I know who she is, but I don't know like about her, oh, like her personality. Because okay. she kept saying, you know, there's a saying in Germany, and then she would say this thing in German and then translate it in English, and it wouldn't make uh, any sense. Always does. She's like so annoying shtick. that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. And she was super annoying, so I'm like... I don't really get this humor, but everybody's laughing, so I think that's just it's funny. How she it's is another, in real life, um, but I just don't know that. It's another. She's another gay icon, which probably makes sense. And um, all the gays and our friends always watched Project Runway. That's when she blew up, and that was before Drag Race. Like that's all we oh. had. All we had as the gays was let's get together and watch Project Runway and America's Next Top Model. <laughs> And then that made Tyra Banks and Heidi Klum become these gay icons. That's hilarious now right. that I think about it. Um, but yeah, she's she's unintentionally hilarious a lot, Heidi Klum. Right. Um, so yeah, so they they were all up there with their answers. They're all hilarious. Like it was a straight comedy show. So much fun. And they like had some normal questions, like not normal, but like you know regular off of Disney field questions yeah but then they mixed in a lot of disney questions in there too so like one for instance was oogie boogie bash sold out in just four hours it's one of the hardest uh events to get into what else or like what is the other thing in disney that's hard to get into so you can imagine where that could lead right oh that's such (laughs) a good prompt And so we were talking about all sorts of things we shouldn't be talking about at Disney. And it was so much fun. And there was another one, too. Um, there was a lot of talking, a lot of talk about, like, hiring twinks and all sorts of stuff in this one. But, like, especially from the Mad Hatter, he was also really funny on the on specific questions. Oh, my God. But they were talking about how Splash Mountain's closed. So now where... Now, where do all the twinks go to get splashed? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it got super R-rated, X-rated, whatever. But it was fun. Nonetheless, I can't wait to go again. That was hilarious. I will definitely be attending more events like that one. And also, it's, like, right there. So you could pop out of the park, yeah. go to that event. 7.30 p.m., nothing else was going on in the park anymore at that point. So it was, like, perfect timing. Went and watched it, came back and closed out the park for the day. So, yeah. I am now extra, a- I'm extra excited for this Disney Wish cruise coming up because you're going to be able to see what happens after hours for adults within the Disney bubble. The whole yes, Disney please. adult entertainment district and the game shows that happen like, ever after 10 o'clock. And it's funny because they know it. So like the activities folks will be like, 
they'll maybe leave out a word and they'll be like, they'll let the audience say it. And then they'll be like, I can't say that word because I'm going to get in trouble. But they know it's a nasty thing and they'll make everybody (laughs) else say something perverted or whatever. (laughs) I can't think of one on the spot. But yeah, you are going to love those, (laughs) the the nighttime events. (laughs) Yeah, I love that stuff. And I love like just because like we are like that in regular life. Most adults, you know, unless whatever, like not everybody's the same, but like. You know, we like to be adults, and, like, mixing that into our love for Disney is just fun. It's so fun. It doesn't fun. have to be so serious yeah. and G-rated all the time, right? I love it. Oh, my goodness. So, so that was Gay Days. Tons of fun. Um, but I also went to Oogie Boogie Bash on this trip, and I want to take a few to talk about that. Yeah. So, Lisa, my friend, Happiest Vegan on Earth. Shout out to Lisa. If you guys aren't following her, go follow her. But me and her decided to go together and have matching costumes and so her and I decided to be the two or two of our favorite pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. And I decided to be Old Bill, who is the pirate with the cats. Go figure. Total cat lady. <laughs> um, and then Lisa uh, decided to be the, I think his actual name is Scallywag, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think that's what he goes by. But everyone calls him the pig pirate. So oh, he's the guy yeah. passed out with all the pigs, right? So she was pig pirate, I was cat pirate, and we're like set to go. We had our little plushies with us for our pets, and it worked. Like I pulled together this costume out of nowhere. Like I ordered just a bunch of crap off Amazon last minute, and it worked. People knew who we were. Like, how did people do on um, our Instagram followers and podcast listeners? How did they do with the guessing? They, I think they all got it. Nice. Maybe like. One person was just a tiny bit off, but everyone who responded knew exactly again. So I love it. Shout out to Disney Holics. That's right. Um, and there was a lot of fun interactions that came out of that costume as well with the characters. Uh, oh, first the off Disney was, characters in real life. Yes. The casting. Yeah. Wow, that's so Oogie cool. Boogie Bash. Everyone knows how that works. The format is pretty amazing. Um, You get to walk up to like a set design stage and interact with the character for a short bit of time as you're walking through. But we got some extra time because of our costumes, I feel. Like they really were like chatting us up because of our costumes, which is pretty cool. And one of them was Sid from Toy Story. And he, I was always kind of like, I don't want to talk to him because he just looks like a kid, right? Like it's kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, I'd always be afraid to talk to him because he's going to talk shit about me. Like a yeah, heckler. that too. Yeah. He's like a mean kid. Yeah. And it's like a double whammy for me. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to this character. But we went through and it actually was a lot of fun. And he was like, ew, I like dogs better than cats. And I was like, whatever, right? <laughs> I was like already getting sassy back with him. And then he saw Lisa with her pig. And he goes, I should take your guys' pets and turn them into a, a toy or something like that. And he's pointing at, you know, they have that um, toy he created with the doll head and then the spider, spider legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I could take the pig's head on, put it on the cat's body. And blah, 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 blah. he's talking about all this like gross stuff he could do with our animals or our toys. I don't remember if he's thinking they're real or toys, but what a creep. He was going to make a new toy out of them. Very dark and evil, but very fitting for Sid, right? <laughs> I think Sid would really love the movie Human Centipede. Where you get oh to mix God. and match Why people. Is that movie and... coming up so often? <laughs> so gross. It's come up like three times this last weekend. I'm like, I haven't Weird. talked about that movie in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. 
Um, another great interaction was with the Sanderson sisters. So this is Minnie, Clarabelle, and Daisy dressed up as the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. And they're like, you know, we walk in there and they give us all hugs. There's three of us meeting them at the same time. And, and they came over to me and all of a sudden I was like kind of crowded in by all three of them just on me. I couldn't even see my friends. I'm like, what's going on? And I finally caught on. They're all plotting to steal my cat. And oh. put it in the cauldron so they can eat it. And they're all oh like, like Daisy's like doing this with her hands where she's doing the, you know, put the fingers in front of the face, like plotting a scheme. Yeah. And then Clarabelle's rubbing her stomach over here. And Minnie's like pointing, like, go put it in the cauldron. And I'm like, you guys are terrible. That's cool. They came up with that on the spot. I love it. Yeah. Isn't How it fun. amazing when they can just, the, the improv is out of this world. Like Sid was like, he didn't even pause. He looked at us and was already like, boom, this is what I'm going to do with these people. And it was just... I'd like to do that for quick. just like a couple days. Not the full season, but I would like to be one of those people for just a couple oh, days. Oh, the be the character? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you kind of like great um, at it. I would like, freeze the whole time. I'd always wanted to be like a scare actor at Universal or something, but just for like a weekend, not the full season. But it seems like it'd be fun to be right. on that side of it. Yeah. It could be. I would be so bad at improv, though. I'd have to be at least in a costume character, not a face character. Oh, and like, really? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you could just yeah, play just dumb and like pretend of... you don't see them with the big head in the way. <laughs> right? I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Um, another really fun interaction was with Madame Mim from Sword in the Stone. And she was like asking me about my costume. She didn't know who I was, I think. And then um, she goes, I'm just interested in the cat because. Have you ever shape-shifted into a cat before? Or transformed? I think she said transformed into a cat. And I was like, no, not yet. You know, and she goes, it's the easiest one. It's a gateway animal. She straight called it a gateway. Like it'll (laughs) get you hooked on transforming. Yeah, it was so funny. She goes, it's a really easy one to to do because everyone loves cats, which obviously is not true. Sid hates them. Um, And uh, she's just talking about how easy it is to be a cat and it's small and you can get used to it and then you can start shape-shifting into bigger things and become a dragon if you want. And she's just going off about all the different characters that she's transformed into. Just that was very cute. That so is cool. She took an element of my costume and turned it into a conversation about herself, which is very fitting because she's definitely a narcissist. Let's just get real. That lady. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Mim. Um, Judge Doom was there for the first time ever. Uh, this was another one of those walkthroughs where he's on a stage and he had a whole act, Mike. It was so good because he looked the part, like seriously looked the part. And then he had a part where he had to put the a tune the in shoe. the dip. Yeah. And I was like so surprised that they were able to do that and make it like actually look real. He was holding, yeah, it's a shoe, a cartoon shoe. And he holds it up in the air, and he's, like, barely shaking his wrist. But it makes the the shoe <laughs> shake a lot, right? So it looks like it's scared, and his eyes are, like, scared. And I'm like, they, they did such a good job. The and eyes them into the dip. The eyes are what really got me. I've, I've probably watched that performance, like, hundreds of times. Because anytime someone posts it, I have to stop and watch it. Because I'm so, like, <laughs> amazed by it. And I kept staring. And you saw it in person. I only saw it on video. I keep looking at the hand because I'm like, is he shaking it or is the shoe vibrate? Like it's yeah. done so well. Yeah. He does it so subtly that the thing, this 
object looks like it's suddenly alive. And then somehow the, yeah. the way they drew the eyes on so look sad. like cartoon eyes. It looks different than the rest of the texture of the thing. I don't know. Amazing. Right. Amazing. It was very good. Very, very good. And he had a few different little things he did in his scene, but that was obviously the, the best one. He puts on the big, long, like, gloves and oh, everything. Yeah. and That's cool. He's so villainous. And that was when I was like, man, I should have dressed up like Roger Rabbit because he kept saying, like, someone bring me Roger Rabbit. And I was like, what if <gasps> oh, I was? Oh, you like, would have gotten nice and roasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. And then I ended up seeing a few Roger Rabbits. I saw, I saw two, and my friend told me about another one. So there's at least three there. So I'm wondering if any of them had any cool interactions. And if anybody mm. listening was dressed as Roger Rabbit, I want to hear how it went with Judge Doom. But nonetheless, a new character added to the list, and he is amazing. So very excited that he has joined the team. Um, then, of course, this was so funny. At the end of the night, I found out that my two friends I was with, shout out to Robert and Holada, that they had never seen Ernesto de la Cruz. Oh. And I was like, you have to see Ernesto. Like, he is literally the best thing to about oogie boogie bash for me he is just amazed i could just stare at him forever yeah also so those, went over there to uh, see him the two friends are drag performers right they would get a kick out of seeing the makeup on that one one of them's a drag performer. Oh, yeah, of, yeah that's cool yeah and so i took them to go see him and they fell in love with him too just like me so like yes it hit perfectly um, I think that they do more, like, go on rides and stuff. They did less characters usually, but I was dragging them through all the lines. So I was like, let's go over <laughs> here, and you got to see this, and you have to see this. So I took them to see Ernesto, and he was amazing. And we went pretty much later in the night, so there wasn't that many people there anymore over by him. And the cast member pulled me to the side. He's like, hey, when he's done singing this song, which he was currently singing Remember Me, right? He's like, when he's done singing, say, hey, can I ask you a question? He goes, wasn't this song written by Hector? <gasps> and I'm like, dang, you're going to set me up to get burned, right? And I feel bad because I actually really like watching Ernesto. And he was already interacting with us and being super nice. But then I'm about to say something kind of mean. And if you guys haven't seen Coco, first of all, stop everything you're doing and go watch it. It's a beautiful film on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Um, but he steals music from someone named Hector. Long story short, I'll leave the rest for you to watch the movie. And the rest of you already know. And so when I said that, he got around it. He just dodged it like the Matrix. He was like, what? Instead of even saying anything sassy back or like trying to, you know, fight for himself in that one, he says, oh, what I think you're trying to ask me is about my inspiration for this song. And he just <laughs> literally was like, I'm not talking about Hector. And he was like, I wanted this song to make people fall in love. And da da da, all these like things that came out of this song. And I'm like, I didn't even know you could talk to him like that. That's cool. I thought he was kind of just doing his act and you just have to watch it, but he you could like literally have conversations with him and it was it was really really cool. So wow. Ernesto is just I, I can't get over still how cool he think looks. that is Marco from <laughs> from Fat Cat Swinger. <laughs> I still never th- forget how embarrassed I was when I realized that was a possibility like I hadn't even thought about it for some reason just because he was Ernesto de la Cruz right like that was literally him <laughs> yeah like, they do life. so good yeah and then when I saw that rumor I was like oh my god because Marco would recognize me and I was just staring at him for like 10 <laughs> minutes as if it was him you know I'm like oh my god that's so embarrassing I was like kind of falling in love with Ernesto 
but that might have been my friend. Like, oh God! And what a weird secret to keep to you have to just pretend. Nope, I am not him, and we'll right. never know. I don't think right. we'll, we'll ever know. And it seems like it's the same. Well, at least the videos, and then the one time I went, it seems like they keep bringing the same exact cast member back. Because it seems very consistent, I think so too. right? It's like, does this guy get a yeah. break, or they just well cast it? I don't know. <laughs> does this guy get a break? Because I can't imagine. I thought you got to rotate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. As far as I can tell, he sounded exactly like the same guy that I saw last year. Um, so maybe that I'm is sure just Ernesto De La Cruz. They like somehow. Got him out of the cartoon, the film. I mean, Disney figures out a lot of stuff. What if they just figured out and they aren't ready to tell us? Yeah, because they're like, it's only limited like, to this taking area. Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so, the one last character that I got to see that was new to Oogie Boogie Bash, I think, but not new to character meet and greets. He's been at Villa Nights before, and it was Lotso from Toy Story, and he is so cute. He's a big pink cuddly teddy bear so why wouldn't you want to meet him in the first place but i'm gonna hate on some people right now because a lot of people posted online that he freaking smells like strawberries that mother ucker did not smell like a hint of strawberry and i went in there and i mentioned to him i was like i can't wait to smell you or something like that like a creep (laughs) and then i inhaled very deeply as i put my face into his fur while hugging him as like an obvious sniffing, and he did not smell like strawberries. And I just feel like a creep. You smelled the costume, like the one that's been I around all the time. I like shoved my face in it and like inhaled, and I was like totally waiting for strawberries, like some kind of uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, or not Bed Bath and Beyond, Bath and Body Works. Yeah, like a little artificial. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Weird. Why didn't they just go the extra step? They could have just put something on there. They yeah. just need to buy a little, pss, pss, right? Yeah. Every time he goes off stage, just respray him. That'd be great. Or perhaps they did, and you got him at the end of it. I don't know. Could be. It wafted away with all the other people inhaling it <laughs> off him. I guess. Oh man. So if you saw Lotso and he did smell like strawberries, please let me know. <laughs> the rest of you can kiss it because you guys all fooled me, and I am. Very they mad. did kiss According it. They probably. They probably had a strawberry shake, and then they were smelling their upper lip. (laughs) That's gross. So, yes, Oogie Boogie Bash, another one in the books. I will go every time I possibly can. It's so much fun. Um, I didn't even get to go to Villain's Grove, which is, like, one of my favorite (gasps) things about Oogie Boogie Bash. We We had walked by there. The line was... Insane. Wow. Like, what? What's that Insanity. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just decided not to go. We're going to come back to it later. And then the next thing we realize, it's like almost over. And we're like, it's probably closed by now. Like, they close the line off. So we're just like, dang. Wow. Missed it. But it's okay. It doesn't change. So I feel fine. But I was a little bummed out. Not going to lie. What a um, crazy weekend. Had a blast. So you had Oogie Boogie Bash. You had gay days. And then there's also new stuff at the park in general that you probably haven't seen yeah, since your this last was, trip. This is fun. So I was on a live a couple times. And um, our friend of the show, Honeycomb, hey. asked me, she's like, what new things did you do like while you're there? And I was like, you know what? I don't have any new things left. Because I'm thinking like attractions and stuff, right? Yeah. Like I have, I've done literally everything there is to do at the Disney parks because I've thought about this many times. Like, what haven't I done? I need to do that on this trip, right? So that thought has come across enough times where I've completed it. But 
there are so many new things constantly happening at Disneyland that I realized as I was talking about that I did do a ton of new stuff. And one was meeting a few people over in Galaxy's Edge. I got to meet Ahsoka. Yeah. This is another great character interaction because she just ended up walking and talking with me. Like, she was so popular. There's a million people around us, and she was just chatting me up for quite some time. And I asked her, um, like, why people call her Snips. Just, like, trying to make conversation. She gave me, she, like, paused and turned around and faced directly towards me and was like, like, you could tell she's like, oh, somebody knows something, yeah. right? So she's, like, talking to me about how her master name is. Yeah, it's such a personal nickname, attitude. too, that you brought up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like that. It's like a blast from her past. Like, oh, triggering, but in a good right? way. Right, she's like, what? <laughs> and that's how it felt in real life, like how somebody would actually react if that was a real life story right like she was like what and i only just recently learned that because in one of the previous episodes of ahsoka when anakin came back he kept he was referencing her referring to her now i can't talk as snips and then when i was watching like the youtube fan videos they were explaining the clone war stuff which i haven't seen where he called her that and i'm just like this is so smart the people that are right now taking care of star wars are just so smart they're yeah. so thoughtful and fans, like the yeah. fans, fans that that can actually create quality work too. Yeah. Like it all has to go in a package, and they are killing it for sure. Um, and then also in the same family was Hera and Chopper, Aww. and I didn't think I was gonna get to see them, but I did. And Hera does a little more of a group activity type thing with Chopper, and I just love Chopper so much. So you know that's Jacob's nickname for me because I'm just always like. Meh, meh, meh. I'm always like, yeah, so he's like, always call me Chopper. So I've always loved Chopper because of that. And then they do this thing kind of where they interact mostly with, like, younger kids. And they teach them, like, salutes and things, ways to stand and how to stand at ease and stuff like that. And they yell it out and they all do it. And then Chopper will, like, run over at one of the kids if he's doing it wrong, which is hilarious. (gasps) he's, He's, like, mean, but, like, not, you know? It was super, super cute. Um... And then when they were doing some photo ops with little kids, like there was a baby and she like wouldn't, she kept looking at me actually. And I was like, no, no. So I started trying to run behind the parents to get her to look at the camera. (laughs) But then Chopper was like, he just started spinning his head and then she's like staring at him instead. And then they started taking the pictures of her looking at Chopper. It was super cute. Um, They're just like really good at what they do. We are also really trying to figure out who is controlling Chopper and we could not figure it out. Save our lives. Oh, like the nearby remote person. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you remember Push? Did you ever see The trash can? I don't think I've seen it in person. But Okay, you could see, you could find, we would always try to find (gasps) Spoilers, don't look for it. (laughs) It's fun operation. (laughs) I know, I know. Like the Muppet (laughs) thing too, right? We would always try to find it. (laughs) And it's always a guy with a messenger bag. Oh, like, with all the equipment and stuff? He's like pressing buttons or something. Interesting. Oh, okay. I'd like to be that person too for two days. Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> I'd be down Behind the one. scenes. It's like almost like a puppeteer or something like that. Yes, totally. That's cool. Uh, well, but yeah, we could not figure out how to You know Chopper why? Because Chopper is the first uh, Disney tech's AI fully automated. <laughs> Right, according to Mike TV, it we're is. pretty close, right? I'm, they'll they'll have one soon, fully fully AI. That that weird uh, rabbit that's doing flips with the roller skates. <laughs> oh my god! Right? <laughs> is that? So. Oh yeah, you never responded to me. Do you think it is that? Oh okay, well, yeah. Take a moment. So there's th- we saw the video of them testing out the 
Stuntronic, which they're calling that now, right? Like the Spider-Man one, that can tumble mm-hmm. with roller skates. And then, coincidentally, they put out auditions for new cast members at Disneyland roller that are roller skater. Um, but, oh, roller bladers. Yeah, roller bladers. Yeah. And then you had realized it matched the, the Stuntronics rollerblade feet. It's like the, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there could be some crazy show. I can't even think of rollerblading with Disney. Like, there's no where are they even cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, it doesn't make me think of Disney. It's gonna go into the um, Hyperion. That could be now cool. that now yeah. that uh, whatever it's called is gone. What is the show called? I already forgot. Henry Rogers. Rogers. I knew Rogers. It was a name. Rogers the musical. There yeah. Is. <laughs> But also um, rollerblades can be used to simulate floating, swimming, and hovering. So we don't know if the rollerblades are exposed necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like if they put like fake water in front of you? Yeah, like um, the like... Little Mermaid Broadway show we watched. Uh, I watched with my cousin when it came out on, in, on Broadway proper. Almost all of them were on roller skates, but their their costumes were made that you didn't see them. So it always looked oh. like the characters were float gliding. Cool. Yeah, like gliding around. So it could be. That's who knows cool. what they're going to use this for, but I am very intrigued. <laughs> yes. I want to try out for it, please. Do it. A <laughs> um, couple other new things I got to do on this trip. Uh, two things to do with Tiana. One was that I finally got to try Tiana's palace out, and I completely failed because I was not hungry at all but we all kind of tried bites of each other's food uh i did not get to try the muffalata sandwich but somebody in our group did and they said it was amazing so good there i just had the macaroni and cheese off the kids menu how boring am i i just was not hungry (laughs) and that's usually just like from a box if it's at the theme park right it was a baked mac it was okay i like a baked mac and cheese yeah that's what sold me on it i was like oh okay maybe i do love mac and cheese so maybe i'll just try that um, but I did get to go there and see it, and it's very pretty. Like it, we went, we went at nighttime. It was all lit up wow. with all the blue and or the green and yellow um, drapings and whatnot. It was it was really really cute. They did a great job, and even the inside, adding all the color and the bulb lights in there, just like completely changed the vibe of the entire place. It no longer looks like a fancy old turn of the century style. It looks now like uh, like. New Orleans 1930s wow. or something like that. You know, our know. operations brain, I'm astonished at how quick, quickly they they constructed that and rethemed it com- right? compared to like a, an entire, like a small um, fountain in Epcot. It's like four years. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what goes on in the behind the scenes construction. Like, how do they make these timeline decisions? Yes, we need, it's crazy. We need to know. Can we please? <laughs> and can you do everything as quick as Tiana's Palace? Thank you. Right, yeah. That's the main goal there. Um, Another thing they added, probably for the new um, Tiana restaurant, is they added a band on the barge on Rivers of America. And I thought that was so cute. It's at nighttime. So they shoot out the fountains and the lighting, and then they have a whole band just kind of going back and forth on the barge playing live music. And they have uh, Queenie, who is the... The jazz, the local jazz singer. So she's kind of leading the band with song. And, of course, I love the music. So that was really fun to see. Um, And I remember just on my last trip, I was pretty much alone on the boat with Tiana. And she was like, well, I hear they're going to be bringing some 
some music back to this these rivers Ooh. and i thought she meant on the mark twain and i got so excited because i'm like oh my god tiana herself is telling me this is gonna be legit right and i was like super excited about it um and it is it's very cool but i i also was like oh i want it on the mark twain but mark twain's down anyways but it's on a barge, and it's very cool because a lot of people were out there watch, just watching music and kind of dancing around. It was very cute. Nighttime. I got to say, and I hate to say it, but, you know, when Fantasmic is down, that area is just so much cooler because there's, there's just more you can do with it. Where once Fantasmic's there, everything has to, like, shut down. You can't have the fun yeah. things. So it's kind of a treat that uh, Murphy burned a little bit so that you can get this nice welcome yeah. for Tiana and her palace. He took one for the team. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then my favorite new thing about this entire trip, which is probably going to be my favorite thing that Disney's ever done for a long time. And it's because I am a nerd and a Disney holic, and I I love Rolly Crump. And if you guys aren't familiar with Rolly Crump, he's an Imagineer. Go look him up. He's done a ton of work in Disney, and he's an amazing person, an amazing artist. And he was supposed to do an entire addition to the Haunted Mansion called the Museum of the Weird. And it was going to be outside of the Haunted Mansion, this other attraction you could walk, do like a quick walkthrough after you're off the ride. And it got scrapped. Like, it just never happened. And he, unfortunately, we lost him this March. So Rolly passed away. But he was, I think he was 89 years old. So he lived a long life. Um, but there was a character that he had for the Museum of the Weird called the Candleman. And I've always loved the Candleman um, because of the, the lore of Museum of the Weird. But also, uh, my friend Michael, who passed away, he was going to build me a life-size Candleman for oh, wow. an event I was doing, and I was going to keep it. I was so excited to have this Candleman. And unfortunately, it didn't happen, right? But now, during Haunted Mansion Holiday, and I hope they keep it every year, they have placed an actual Candleman in the attic. That's cute. And it just made me so happy because it's definitely a tribute. They did it the year Rolly passed away. Aww, like that's I love that. 100% purposeful and intentional, and I love that. I just thought that was like the sweetest thing. I don't think I've ever seen... Something that's a tribute to like a, a live it's person. It's spooky. Really. There's something spooky about the Candleman. There's yeah, yeah like for sure. Like I could, <laughs> I feel like somebody could take that to the next level and make it a horror franchise. Yeah, he's supposed to be like eternally melting. <laughs> like, yeah, it's unsettling. It is, and they they have one now. And supposedly, cool. the way it was told to me is that there is a gift to like a. A label on it that says Rolly. I couldn't see that at all. So I don't know if that was ever there or if that was what happened with that. That would be super cute. Like it's a gift to Rolly yeah. and it's in the Haunted Mansion. That's um, nice. Either way, he's there and it makes me very happy. And that was my favorite thing of the entire weekend. Ah, so sweet. Rolly Crump. <sighs> yes. And then my last thing to mention about my trip report I know I've gone on forever. I can't believe I've been talking about this long. I thought this was going to be like so long. Forever. <laughs> so long. No, but it's good up. stuff. It's good stuff. You <laughs> had an action-packed weekend. I did. Um, the last thing I want to mention is merch. And this is one of those moments where lesson learned. Buy it. Just freaking buy, buy it. it. If you want it, don't wait. Just buy don't it. Because wait. guess what? It disappears. Disappears. Disappears right in front of your very eyes. Um, I went to Disneyana like I do every single trip. And they had a figurine, a very nice collectible figurine of the cat siren from Nightmare Before Christmas. 
And it, his tail is a crank in the in the movie, and you could crank it, and it goes so cool, like a siren, right? But it's a cat meow. And I love cats, and I love black cats, and I love Halloween. It's perfect. I need it, and I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I need to have that thing. I even posted a poll on our Instagram and said, do I need this? And every single person put yes. Like, not one person put no. All yes. And I was like, all right, I got to go get back and get that tomorrow. And it was freaking gone. And then she told me, she's like, last night we only had two left anyway. So, like, you oh. should have just gotten it right when you saw it. I was like, oh, my God. Darn. But I didn't, I didn't say you can actually crank it. Like, that's what sold me. Like, I thought it was just a figurine that looked like it. But you can crank it and it makes that cat noise. I'm like, that is so cool. It's like a real crank from the movie. And I just thought you that was like. You should have gotten it. It's perfect for I you. It's have. a year round object for you. It could be a, a, up all year round because it also yeah, has oh, a yeah, for sure. haunted mansion nod. Ugh. Yep. Well, maybe I next know. time. I failed big time, <laughs> but I double failed because guess what? That day she told me it was sold out. She called off the page, found that they have some. But I was on the way to meet my friends. So I was like, okay, I'll go over it off the page in a little bit. Guess what? Disney or DCA closed because of Oogie Boogie Bash at 6 p.m. So I didn't make it over oh, there in time. Shoot. I said at 6.30 to my friends, I was like, please do not let me forget to go to DCA. <laughs> I need to go off the page. And they're like, girl, Oogie Boogie Bash has already started. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I did not come home with the cat. And it makes me very sad. But I will hopefully find it later. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyways that's a wrap on my trip report sorry it took so long to talk all about myself but it was fun it sounds like so and much hopefully fun we could talk all of you into going to all of these events next year i think you re-talked me into not that i not that i needed to it's just there was so much travel going on but i definitely don't want to miss oogie boogie bash next year so i can't do like i can't miss it two years in a row so i have to try to get to it next right. year yeah yeah, it just feels like it keeps getting better and better. They've really, that whole format of the walk-by thing, everyone hated it at first because they want their pictures, right? You want your pictures with your characters. But if you can take that out of the equation and be okay with a selfie with the character or the character near you instead of, like, right with you, yeah. then it is such a better experience because you get to do everything. We did everything except for Villains Girl. We just forgot to go. Such a better experience. And I remember we would even say yeah. that during covid was it was they it seemed more natural because they it wasn't yes. this character like stopping and taking pictures they were just like in their own little scene and right. i'm here for that totally 100 percent. so, so. <laughs> we have more halloween surprises for this episode we wanted to talk about like how did we even end up at oogie boogie bash at the Disney parks. Yes. And then we have a fun little game too. So let's jump into that. Yeah. So I was just like thinking about it while I was at Oogie Boogie Bash. And I'm like, I know about like the previous party, but like, when did this all start? So I was just curious. So I looked into it and I'm going to share that information with you guys. So um, it's actually not as deep rooted as I had assumed. Mm. So I found that pretty interesting. Um, I looked at the history of Halloween parties in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So let's go over Disneyland first. So the very first time we saw anything specific to Halloween at all was in 1959. Um, this was on actual Halloween day. And it was a special parade called Parade of the Pumpkins. 
Um, huh. You can find pictures online, and there's some little kids dressed in like really cute costumes, holding carved pumpkins. And turns out they get to march down a parade with their carved pumpkins, and then they get judged, and they do a pumpkin carving contest. Oh, that's cute. So they, yeah. They said 1959, so Disneyland was like four years in. Yep. How fun. Yep. So that was cute. Um, and then they would have like some small one-off events during or like on Halloween Day over the years, but we really didn't see much else come into fruition until like the mid 1990s. Um, and then 1995 is that time, and that's when we first saw Mickey's Halloween Treat, which it was called at the time. That's when it debuted, uh, and then it went through multiple names over the years. You might be a little more familiar with Mickey's Halloween Party. Does that sound more familiar? Or Mickey's trick-or-treat party. These are all renditions of kind of the same thing. It's basically trick-or-treating and character meet-and-greets. And this used to be in Disneyland proper. So, like, you'd walk around the park, meet characters, really long lines to meet the characters, and then you get a lot of candy. So, similar to Oogie Boogie Bash, minus the walkthrough format, right? What do you think of the fact that it all moved to DCA and is no longer in Disneyland? Oh, I love it. I was going to talk yeah. about that, too. Oh, okay. You do like it. What was I going to... I do love it. I'll tell you about it in a second. But what was I going to say about... Oh, they also didn't have sets back then. Oh. Like, it used to be just like the character was, like, in a certain area, and you could meet them and take pictures. So it was very low-key. Um, so you could see the progression, right, over the years of how they've been able to one-up things and make things better and improve on them. Um, and then they did that through the mid-2000s. And I was going to ask you, did you ever go to one of those in Disneyland? At Disneyland? I don't think I ever did. I think the first time I started paying for paid events was Disney World, where it seemed to be a little bit more normal to do right. do such a thing. Uh, but yeah, so no, I didn't. Not to Disneyland, I haven't. Yeah, I also hadn't gone to the ones in Disneyland ever. I only went to the ones in Disney World until Oogie Boogie Bash. There you go, yeah. So... Same. Yeah, I just didn't, I just kept hearing, everyone would try to sell me on the candy. Like, you get so much candy, I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> and they do, I gotta expensive. say, like, Disneyland and Disney World does such a good job with any seasonal decoration and seasonal food that you're not really missing mm -hmm. out if you don't go to the premium event. You're still seeing all the great decorations and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, speaking of, the giant pumpkin that is where the christmas tree usually goes oh. do you know when that arrived do you have a guess when when it arrives or when did it arrive? yeah like when did we first see that pumpkin Ooh, um september 1st or did we was it in our time oh you mean in in general not <laughs> year not for the season year, yeah <laughs> Ooh. um i'm gonna wait i have i also have a comment about that pumpkin <laughs> i'm gonna say it started in 2002 Close, 2006. Oh, okay. I was going to say, after Just DCA. Just feels like it's been but... there longer for some reason. I mean, that's like yeah, 20 yeah. years. Jeez Louise, we're old. Uh, but my, yeah, my comment is, I just recently discovered, via someone's Instagram or something, that the face is on both sides, or am I tripping out? The carved face. Face on both sides, and they're different. Oh, okay. That part I didn't know either. I, I was just so astonished that there was a face on both sides. And then it, it totally makes sense. But it, for some reason, it just threw me off. 
Because you don't normally see that on a yeah, carved pumpkin. Yeah, one side is just smiling, and the other side is winking. Oh, okay. So All a lot right. of people call him Winky. That's like his nickname. A That's lot of, cute. Around the Disney community is Winky. Yeah. Oh. Um, and a lot of the photo pass, if you get there at the right time when it's not super, super busy, the photo pass will be on both sides because they have two lines. But when it's slower, they have one line, and you get to hop in and do both sides. You start oh. on one side, they take your photo. Then you walk to the other side, they take another photo. So you get both faces. Darn. Cool. Wait, so you can Different get the, ca- too, right? the castle with the smile or the winky without the castle. Is yes. the winky on your way out? Oh, I like that on your way out, too. Yeah. Uh, I love right? it. Right? <laughs> it's very cute. And I just remembered you wore a costume with your family before, Lederhosen's. Was that for a That was party? Disney World's Not-So-Scary Halloween. It was my first time. It was. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It was my first time at Disney World. It was my first time at a paid event. <laughs> um, and it, there is a Disneyland connection because our costume, because we are Disneylanders, we're all from California, my cousins. And so we went there in Lederhosen asking all the cast members ha- to point us to the Matterhorn. And uh, <laughs> it was hit or miss. You know, we even back then, I remember it like some people got it and some people were like, forget it. They didn't get it. So we just kept walking. So there's like the people yeah. who know Disney stuff at Disney World, and there's some people who are literally just there to work, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> just getting a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, That's like a funny. Do you remember what year that was? Uh, I want to say around, t- around 2007 ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was that. That was the year I was out there. That would have been crazy. It was close was to that. I had it was. <laughs> I was like 26. So I'm trying to do the math. Yeah, I think it was around 2006, 2007. Yeah, and that was my first Disney World trip ever. So it was a very exciting time Aww. of my life. Wow, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> right. Jumped you right in. You never turned back. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, speaking um, of that, so yeah. to your point, this is where probably it all started because that trip, my first trip, was sponsored by my cousin's, my cousin's boyfriend. And so he paid for it all. We stay at the Grand Floridian. My first Disney World trip. And so this is why I'm such a spoiled brat with Disney World. Like, I can't. I have to. Like, DVC, all that stuff. (laughs) Um, And they are no longer longer together, and he's married to someone else. (laughs) Oof. Wow. Got that free Disney trip, though. What can you say? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, anyways, the parties have had a definite natural progression it's only getting better and now we have oogie boogie bash um and one thing i you were mentioning earlier if i like that it's in dca i love that it's in dca because i remember going to the parks and being frustrated that the park would close early for the stupid mickey's halloween party and i'm like god dang it i didn't even realize or i didn't plan for this or i don't want to leave early i don't want to go to dca whatever it was like i was just like Dang it, I want to stay in Disneyland until it closes, right? It's my favorite time in the park is evenings. And then they would also get all this special stuff that other people wouldn't get. And in Disneyland, right now, they do Halloween fireworks. So, like, you get a specialty fireworks show, even if you're not at the special event, which it used to be exclusive, too. So that's pretty cool. I was so um, confused. Remember, I, I messaged now, you. I was like, nice that they have it. That was free? I was like, that came with it? It's included? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. Just I think, the I'm pretty sure they've been going. doing that for a little while, but um, but it's just very cool. They used to I feel like they need to do that more often. Like if you if you're a family and you're visiting during the season, you shouldn't have to pay extra to get like a themed 
parade or fireworks. I love that they do that. Right. It's not like they can do fireworks in DCA. Yeah. I mean, they aren't set up for fireworks. They just have World of Color, which isn't terrible. They have a show there, too. Villainous, I think is what it's called. But there's another (laughs) OUS. Oh, yeah. OUS out of the bag. Harmonious. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, so it's great, and then Disneyland doesn't have to close early, and it makes me happy. So yeah, I would um, say on I have pi- to say though those on... fireworks. Oh, the fireworks! Like, the sp- sorry, what? Oh, I was gonna say like on paper, I thought I re- I vaguely remember when the when stuff was moving to DCA parties in general, like the paid events, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's not the same because you're not getting the party inside Disneyland. But when I went to Oogie Boogie Bash, it just made perfect sense to be there. It was just, yeah, it I just think made the sense. Brand change of it really make like it made it feel like, okay, this new thing and now it's in DCA. Yeah. Like, and it somehow feels more DCA because of the sets. Like I feel like, you know, especially because they have like Hollywood Boulevard yeah. and stuff. Something about it just really works. And I, yeah. I love that. Like, and I love that they have that Villains Grove area. I don't know where they would do that in Disneyland. So yeah. That's a good I, point. It seemed like it, it was. Very cool. It wasn't uh, it wasn't shoehorned over from Disneyland. It was designed with DCA in mind, and probably why yes. it's so yep. well done. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, over the years they kind of hopped back and forth to having it in Disneyland DCA when it was just the Halloween party. So that's probably where you're feeling that like, what? Now uh, it's like the same thing, but in the wrong park. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. But now they have this new thing in that park, and it feels good. So, um. All right, so I also looked into Walt Disney World history, and it's a little more thick, so I want to talk about it. Thick with two Cs. Thick. H-I-C-C. <laughs> um, so the very first Halloween celebration in Disney World was in 1972 in Magic Kingdom. Ooh. Of course, it was the only park open at that point. But they celebrated what they called Halloween Weekend. That was like their title for it, Halloween Weekend. Um, it was October 28th and 29th. And at the time, the attractions, you still had to pay for each individual attraction, like ticket books, right? Um, so their perk for the night was that you get to ride Haunted Mansion for free all night. Oh. That's cute. Okay. It's cute. So that was included. Um, and then they had uh, magicians roaming and, and magic shows going on, special character appearances. And they had screenings of Legend of, of Sleepy Hollow, or The Legend oh. of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that's that nice. Cute? I don't know where. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. My guess is going to be Hall of Presidents, because that's near Sleepy Hollow's land, or Ooh, restaurant or something. presidents standing in front of it? That would be <laughs> oh, you know, you have, they have like a big TV, a big uh, movie screen before it opens. Yeah, just cover them up, maybe. No, they're not even there yet. You know, when they show the... The pre-show, and it shows, like, the history of the it's country. It's, like, the skinny one, right? On top? Don't they have a No, it's a full-on, one? like, oh, IMAX really thing. Long. And then it goes away, and then you see the presidents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that part. Yes. But I think back then it was definitely gotcha. not, like, digital, and it wasn't... I don't... It probably didn't surround the walls like it does now, either. <laughs> it's that probably less That would be a good place to put it, though. Right? Yeah. Square. Right that would there. be very fitting for it, so that would be cool. Um, so that party continued through 1974, so only a couple years, and then it kind of died down for a bit. And then in 1976, we saw a new celebration called Saturday Night at the World Halloween Party. Oh, I thought that was a weird okay World, world. Halloween Party. What? Yeah, it's weird when Disney World um, was here, Disney World and it was only Magic Kingdom. It seems weird, right? It's just really just Disneyland. It's like two names two. for no reason. Yeah, right? yeah. 
Um, so at this one, where am I here? Saturday night at the the World Halloween party. Um, to me, that immediately the just the world the word world used to me signifies that they're going to do different cultural things, right? Does oh, that... I could see that. Yeah. Right? I could so see I was that. like, oh wow, did they do like? How they celebrate Halloween in other parts of the world. Or like, no, uh, not at all. Cost plus world market. Like that version of world. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> world showcase. So also Epcot. Just, world showcase. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, they could do it over in Epcot and have Halloween. And all. that would have actually be really cool. They yeah. do different celebrations like that. Yeah. Like redecorate for everything. Oh, my God. It would be very cute. Um, but for this was just kind of the beginning of the same thing that we're seeing at both parks. Uh, they started offering extended operating hours and a special theme. And they didn't charge extra for this yet. Um, so, yeah. So that was that. Let's see here. In 1979 was the first separately ticketed event. So now we're seeing a uh. closed off party, exclusive party with a price, right? Um and this one was called Halloween Hysteria. I like oh. that one, actually. It's a good name. And guess how much the tickets were? 50 cents. 50 cents. Eh. Sixteen fifty, which oh. today is around $40. So a, It's not cheap, it's a, but not expensive. It's, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. Not cheap, but it is... I could see that in, like, the 90s being, like, that's the special event price is an extra $50. But I also yeah. remember getting into Disneyland at that point was around $50. <laughs> that's so. true. Yikes. Very interesting. Even, like, with inflation involved, like, it was it was just cheaper to get in regardless. But Yeah. Um, let's see. There was a special event from 9 p.m. to 1.30 a.m., so they had those extended hours. Special entertainment brought back those magicians for it. And they had musical performances. So they had Dr. Hook. Who is this? Oh, a these are real? Captain Hook? I don't know, but he sings, <laughs> evidently. Dr. Hook. The Police. The actual band? That's a big name. Sting yes. was there? <laughs> yeah, Sting was there performing in 1979. I wonder if that was before they got big. Because that was like an 80s band, right? I don't know enough. Oof. Maybe not? Yeah, I don't know enough about that era. I feel like they were a little era. later when they got really popular. But I was also young. I don't know what the hell was going on when I was a kid. <laughs> so, and I always confuse um, and then Michael... um, them. Wait, what's the song that would go good for the spooky one? Um, uh, d- I'm not going to be able to name a police song. Are you serious? <laughs> Someone's yelling at it. Someone's going, oh, my God. One of our listeners says, I know. this. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> Please yell at us. I love it. I don't know these things. I need to learn. Um, they also had Michael Johnson, not to be mistaken for Michael Jackson, and Seal, <laughs> Sea Level. I almost said Seal of L. It's Sea Level is a band. So I don't know who those other people are, but the police were there. That's pretty crazy. Every um, step so yeah, you take, music every breath you take, I'll be watching oh, you. Oh, that kind of creepy. One. Yeah, that's I thought uh, you meant like spooky sounding but the words are just creepy like stalker creepy yeah every breath you take is what it's called like dang oh 1983 so you're right um and the police were around as far back as 1978 with roxanne and message still really new only a year in a year in but also pretty big i mean those are big songs good for disney look at that they were probably anchoring the thing headlining 
Probably. But yeah, does anyone out um, there know who Dr. Hook, Sea Level, or Dr. what Mi- Michael Johnson is? So random. Michael Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound like bootlegs of something else. Like yes. I saw Sea Level and I just thought of Seal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we were talking about Heidi Klum earlier, and that's her ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this event did not return. <sighs> so. For whatever reason. They said it was a popular night, but it just didn't return for whatever reason. Um, and it said Magic Kingdom shifted to just trick-or-treating in shops in an area called the Walt Disney World Village, which I found oh. out was the predecessor Disney. of Disney Springs, a.k.a. Downtown oh. Disney, a.k.a. Pleasure Island, all the things, which I just never knew it was like a tiny little shopping center before. And then I started tripping out, realizing that there was a time... When we used to literally park our car at Disneyland in a parking lot and just walk directly into Disneyland. There was no like oh, yeah. shopping outlet. Like yep. I, that's another world, right? It's so And it's weird so to think weird that how they don't have shopping it, and entertainment and restaurants attached at some point. Yeah, it was just the park. And how it looks so different and it looks so much bigger than the parking lot was. I still don't. It right, still blows yeah. my mind. DCA and the Esplanade and Downtown Disney and the Grand California yeah. are all in that parking lot for the most part. Crazy. That crazy. Yeah. I guess Downtown Disney was. I don't even remember what it was before. No, that was. The parking was, yeah. lot was DCA mostly. Right? Yeah, I think Downtown Disney opened like a few months before DCA, like while they were waiting for it. It was like all part of yeah. that big project. Um, the village, the yeah, Disney oh, no, I village. Meant, like, what um, was it before that? I don't know. Oh, nothing, right? It's just parking lot. Just parking lot. Yeah, but then you just, you think a parking lot went all the way to Disneyland Hotel? I, I think, think so. so. I and think grass, probably like grass and cast member yeah, thing. But yeah, definitely space. not a public area that I can remember. It was just, you would go straight into the park. And then I still remember in the 90s when somebody pointed out, like, that's Indiana Jones, that giant green building that's now in the parking lot. And it still blows my mind <laughs> yeah. to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that they get us to walk all the way over there underground. It's weird. Well, I was just picturing that parking lot and realizing how far without downtown Disney it feels to go to the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, yeah. Like, that feels... Well, how would they even walk into the park? Was there a sidewalk, I guess, all the way? The, like um, a boring old sad sidewalk? Maybe it was like the monorail or a sidewalk and that was it. Yeah, the yeah. monorail for sure. Like, maybe more people access the monorail because there is nothing in the Yeah. Then. Oh, that is so weird so weird to think about yeah totally um all right so then that brings us to a party that we are familiar with and that is the mickey's not so scary halloween party it made its debut in 1995 same year that disneyland started their halloween parties um and it's still there to this day we only saw a little bit of difference during covid they called it boobash because it was like a light version of for uh not so scary because of obvious reasons right um, so, but I thought that was nice that they changed the name so they would get people to know this is going to be a little different, right? Don't expect the exact same thing that you've always come here for since 1995, evidently. Um, I cannot believe that event... it's been around that long, especially yeah, right? how quickly you went through the history of Disneyland and how fast they would get rid of parties. Disney World has yeah. had this now for what, over 20 years, almost 25? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. And this event started with only one night, and it was just basically trick-or-treating in the park. And then the next year, it already doubled to two nights and included an exclusive parade. So they're already 
just going to town with it and it just kept evolving over the years and the prices for this are similar to the other event where it was around $30 of current USD compared to what it was back then in 1995 which I think was around $17 and now the tickets are like $109 so wow. it went from today's dollars of $30 to 109 minimum that is <laughs> excuse me a premium but event. the quality has changed so yeah. much, right? I think it's worth it. It's just, it is expensive, but it is a blast. Like, every time I've ever been to these Halloween events, it's always so much fun. So, I think it's money well... I, I always feel like I walk out being like, that was worth it. I never yeah. felt like... And you're there pretty long. I wish I didn't go. Like, yeah. uh, it's like a park day. You're like, do you want to do a regular park day at a regular ticket price or a fun park night at the Halloween right. price? Yeah. Exactly. I am there for exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. Cool history. Thank you for taking Thanks. us through all that. Yeah. I think I hear a, a sound from afar, and I don't know. Oh? Oh, my goodness. It sounds like we're being summoned to the haunted mansion because we are going to end this episode with a game called Enchanted Echoes a Halloween Disney Holics podcast game show surprise you see how I added all those Disney <laughs> all the bags, all the bags. <laughs> yeah, pulling them out of the bag so the way we're going to play Enchanted Echoes is we're going to learn the mysteries of the haunted mansion but it's not what you think. This game is not about the Haunted Mansion, but it is about the Haunted Mansion's portal to beyond the known corridors of the living world. So I don't know if you knew, but the Haunted Mansion has this portal that can lead to all of the dark, villainous characters and places in the Disneyverse, and that's where we're being summoned to today okay okay so there's going to be different entities that show up in my mind it just goes into my mind i think leota is putting it there and i'm going to give you a clue and our listeners and you can guess along the way okay and there's only let's see i have five entities here for you to figure out who who they are okay, okay. the first one is coming to me and the clue is its bite is worse than its bark. Or should I say growl? Once eaten, you'll never see the scorching desert sun again. Ah. Uh, ooh, desert. Aladdin. Bite. Bark. Growl. Is it Raja? Like that. Is it Raja? It's not Raja. Most of these entities, well, except for one, most of these entities are, are either dark or mischievous or okay, not necessarily evil. Cave of Wonders. I'm stuck on yeah, Aladdin. That's it. You got it. I was <laughs> I should have just said that. I 100% thought that was it. And I you was like, no. God, it worse my sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go for sad, like, 
sweet Raja when I already knew it was the evil Cave of Wonders. Yeah. The Cave of Wonders. Once eaten, you'll never see the scorching desert sun again because you're down yes. there forever. All right. <clears throat> okay, let's get back the into the... bark threw me off. The bark, it, I could see that. Uh, but I still went for a cat. <laughs> let's do... The next one, okay, it's coming to me. Oh my goodness, it's in my head. I hear music. Huh. He strums his guitar, remembering the days when melodies were full of life and his betrayal was not yet exposed. So you're saying they hadn't found out about Hector? <gasps> Ernesto de la Cruz. It is Ernesto de la Cruz. And I had that prepared before you even brought up that improv that he did. <laughs> so that went perfect. And hopefully our listeners got that right. If you're paying attention earlier to the story of Ernesto, you should have known That's that right. answer. All right. Okay, I'm going... I'm going back. Oh my god, I just got wet. What? Okay. Ew. Amidst the waves where the compass <laughs> does not point, it is both a treasure and a curse sought by a sinister but hopeless romantic. I could repeat it because there was a lot of uh, words there. Okay. Amidst the waves where the compass does not point, it is both a treasure and a curse sought out by a sinister, hopeless romantic. Oh, I do know this one. Okay. I was very much stuck on something else, but it's Davy Jones. (gasps) Yes. No? You're close. Oh, Davy Jones Locker. This is like, yeah, the Jeopardy thing where it's like just semantics. Shoot. So yeah, it's hold on. The actual What's treasure, what it was it called? That there. Oh, was the treasure called? That was a heart <laughs> of something. <laughs> I want to say you you got all the, you got you got all the elements. So it was called the Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> which was I think what part 2 was called, right? Where they introduced you said Davy what Jones. What is Davy Jones' locker? I then, think that's, that's like the place underneath where all the souls go the... when he okay. captures you and you become part of his crew. Wow, it's... must be time for a rewatch, huh? <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while either. <laughs> uh, so the Dead Man's Jest is the treasure itself. But the bonus question for you is what was inside of the Dead Man's Chest? Do you remember? Wasn't it a heart? Yes. Whose heart? of that no you already got it you kind of said it earlier we said his name did i davy jones Jones. yeah davy jones (laughs) it was his beating heart this guy yep davy jones is his beating heart davy jones i just did the The tentacles tentacles Um, (laughs) my fingers (laughs) and there was that whole love story that was that was there which is hence the hopeless romantic oh davy jones is he's one of those villains that had a reason you know I love finding out that the bad guys are only bad guys because they are broken from love. For it love, makes me like, yeah. They feel it's like relatable, which sounds so sad, but it's so true. <laughs> it makes it a nice story, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this last one. Oh my goodness. It's not scary at all. Why is it in here? Oh, it looks like this entity was called because the haunted mansion 
is also the home of weird, strange, and unique things. And so this is coming into my mind. Not a villain, but something special. Whoa, the clue is in a place where paradise is found and dreams take flight, she crossed paths with a young adventurer who took kindly to her colorful nature. Ooh. What? Um, 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 there's like too many. <laughs> colorful. Colorful. Really colorful in an, an adventure film. And not, not, a, um, not a villain either. Just kind of weird, you know, special. In a place where paradise is found and dreams take flight, she crossed paths with the young adventurer who took kindly okay. to her colorful nature. Okay, don't get the colorful, but I'm going to say, is it Wendy? <laughs> it is not Wendy. It is not Wendy. It is a bit more modern. It's a bit newer. I, Paradise. I will say it comes from the same studio as Ernesto de la Cruz. I was gonna say Ellie from Up. You're on the right the, track. Yeah, shoot. Now keep that in mind, and I'll say the clue one last time for everybody. Okay. In a place where paradise is found and dreams take flight, she crossed paths with a young adventurer who took kindly to her colorful nature. Oh my god, why am I so bad at these games? Colorful. Colorful. I'm going to post a poll after this and ask <laughs> who screamed at me during this. Um, I don't know this one. One of your favorite characters in Pixar, I would say. And one that you usually try to see if we're if they have a character meet and greet. Kevin. 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 Uh... Dang! That's funny too. Up was the first thing on my mind because you emphasized paradise. And I was like, okay, paradise falls. And the colorful part threw me off because I was thinking of a person instead of yeah. a. And I was purposely dog. hoping that she would throw everybody off. I know! You were saying she! <laughs> and I should have caught that. That's, that's always a hard one to remember too, but I, it sticks. It sticks once you know, right? It sticks. Kevin. Oh, I love Kevin. I'm I'm sweating because the entities really did a number on me when they entered my Yeah, they really got you all my wet. My body <laughs> got wet. But I'm so glad that the last entity was Kevin because it's not scary Aww. and she is beautiful. She is absolutely beautiful. Well, that was very spooky. Thank you, Mike, for the game of Enchanted Echoes. I want more of these games. Can we please yeah. have more Enchanted Echoes during the Halloween season? And by the way, happy Halloween season, everybody. Yes, we love it. We are definitely in it now and in it to win it nonetheless. I'm very excited that the time is here for Halloween. So a long episode today talking all about my last trip to Disneyland at the Oogie Boogie Bash and Gay Days and some other things going on in the park. And then we also took a dive in Disney history to see what Halloween parties used to do in the parks before Oogie Boogie Bash. And we got to play a lovely game of Enchanted Echoes at the end there. So, woo, that's a wrap. Well, thank you all for listening, <laughs> and we hope you enjoyed episode 156 of the Disney Holic Show. 
follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch, send us a DM on Instagram or contact us at thedisneyholics.com. Okay, bye. Man, I really want to go to Disneyland.